passion, purpose, intention. Take the journey with Ann Richards here on Pep Talk. Welcome to Pep Talk, where passion equals purpose. My guest today is Jackie Wachter of Fount. Hi, Jackie. Hey, how's it going, Anne? Welcome to Pep Talk. I'm so thrilled to be here. Thank you. And you I had no idea we had so much in common. Really? Yeah, as far as yoga and believing in life coaching and loving Cleveland. <laughs> believing yeah. in life coaching. Yeah, I, be, I thoroughly believe in that. It's good. I like people to feel like they can be better than what they think they are. Yeah. Like holding a mirror and saying, like, you can be so much better. Right? Mm-hmm. So that's my favorite thing. Totally. I love that because I think recently I'm trying to get out of my own way. I realize like parts of my personality that on one side could be a strength on the other side definitely are a weakness. And I'm like, get out of your own way, Jackie. Like you are... You are your own problem a lot of the time. You exactly. Know? Yeah. And and it's it's brilliant that you can even see that. Most people could don't even see it. Well, so you're know, halfway there. <laughs> thanks. Good. Feels far. Okay. I love your ensemble. Oh, thanks. It's fantastic. <laughs> well, you told me jeans are what you were rocking, so I got out my one pair of jeans. <laughs> oh my gosh. Instead of jeans, what's your normal? Oh, dresses. Attire? Like ninety-five percent of the time, dresses. I just Gosh. feel so comfy. It's like pajamas. Yeah. But people think you're dressed up. Yeah. But you're in your kind of pajamas. It's I, also the secret of the hat, too. It means totally. you just don't really have to do your hair. I agree. I have to do my hair a lot. You have great hair, though. So do you. Well, thanks. Um, <laughs> you're welcome, and thank you. So um, how's the name Fount? Oh, okay, great. What is, what is it, where does it come from? I love that question, because that's actually... It felt like it was just a total God thing. So we were trying to think of a name. We wanted to start a leather business. So we everything was kind of starting to happen and coming along. And it was just kind of this little hobby my husband and I were doing, right? Mm-hmm. And then um, once my friend's mom asked us to design a bag for her, we're like, oh, maybe we should really come up with like a name for this. And it kind of started to become a real thing. And so at first we had this name, Sidecar Club, was what the original name of Fount was. That was Sidecar f- like the cocktail? Yeah, um, actually, just like on a motorcycle. Because oh, my husband cool. loves motorcycles. Yeah. And we always said, like, once we have kids, what are we going to do with them? Yeah. And he said, oh, we're going to stick them in the sidecar. Ah. And, and so we were just kind of ah. like a sidecar club. That's cute. But it felt like a little too young and not serious enough. And it didn't it didn't feel classy, right? Mm-hmm. So. Or at least for leather bags. So then um, we love this one artist, Sufjan Stevens, who had a cover of an old hymnal that was called Come Thou Fount of Every Blessing. Okay. Yeah, and we heard that word fount in um, this old hymnal, and we're like, I wonder what that actually means. So we looked it up, and it meant an abundant source of desirable, I'm sorry, an abundant source of desirable quality. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. You're like, that is it. That is it, because that, so the main goal of fount, we have a lot of goals, but the, one of our mission statements or like part of our, our why is to make quality products that people can rely on. So we do offer a lifetime warranty on all of our products. And to this day, we sold thousands and thousands of our most popular bag, the Tote, and never had a strap break because they're hand sewn with a saddle stitch. And then there's a reinforcement piece that we design on the inside, which I'll show you. So on the back of this strap, yeah. This is all hand done with two needles going yeah. like this, right? So if you ever have like your t-shirt unravel and unravel and unravel, it's because the bobbin stitch has broken and that top stitch just keeps unwinding. Whereas when you sew with two needles, every single stitch locks. So you cannot break these. So that's the first step. And then we have this reinforcement piece. 
(laughs) on the inside, which makes it really strong. So to our knowledge, we're the only company in the world doing an enforcement piece like this. And that's why ladies say, I carry it for my work bag, my diaper bag, everything, Mm -hmm. because it's so strong. So we always say we take you from day to night. So, but anyway, quality, yeah. Um, I want I have so many questions right now going through my head. Number one, I guess, is when I talk about people's passions, mine stems from when I was very young. And I find that, I believe in that. We I have a gift. Yes. So yes. what, when you were really young, Jackie, what did you love to do? Oh my goodness. Get dressed. It was my favorite thing to do. Like, like in kindergarten. You, you oh, knew. preschool, earlier. You like, knew. My mom has these pictures of me when I was three and I just had these outfits that were just crazy. I would have three pairs of socks layered with like crazy ponytail things and just like, I would look like, you remember Punky Brewster? Yeah essentially that but I just loved style and like we would I had an American girl doll and my mom and I would sew clothes for her and I sewed all my own bedding for my room and just loved to decorate and everything involving like making the world a prettier place was just my favorite oh my gosh so you were fashionista yeah little little. yeah and did you learn to sew yeah so you knew how to sew you had a sewing machine yeah my grandma actually taught me how to sew in her attic when I think I was like seven or eight yeah and so my very first project I made this ant farm pillowcase with glow-in-the-dark ant farm fabric (laughs) I still have it but it was like the very first thing I ever sewed she's like let's start easy with a pillowcase and um, yeah that's when I started sewing that's amazing I learned to sew too and like it was a thing my older sisters made clothes okay but when I learned and having to cut out those patterns and trying to sew I mean I I really that is a talent it's an age like Like you can do it or you really can't I I find I find that or you love it or you 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 were good at it and Mm -hmm. so that's you know we're good at it and so we like to do it because we're good yeah and so then did you in high school were you still sewing what did you do in college like did that just keep on expanding yeah and I wouldn't say it was always just sewing it was always just making things and then wanting to give them as gifts or sell them (laughs) like my first business like my husband and I joke about this because he has a very similar story my first business was in seventh grade I wanted to start this like I would make all these like do you remember macrame of course so in right like hemp hemp necklaces I was really into that and so I the plant hangers yes Mm -hmm. yes but I would do like different necklaces and bracelets Mm -hmm. and things and um so I would make my own and all of these people at my school, it was seventh through 12th, they would say like, oh, I love your necklace. And I was like, oh, I'll make you one. And then I was making so many of them just for my friends. I was like, I'm gonna start a business. <laughs> and so in seventh grade, I had like my bead kit in my locker and then people could come for like uh, an appointment at lunchtime. And then I would like Stop write it. down their order, show them the bead options. Oh and then my gosh. Show, or I'd like weave it up that night and then they'd come pay for it the next day. So it lasted like maybe like six months and I was selling to like up to the 12th graders. I was like, anytime I'd sell one to a senior, I'd be like, yes. Oh my gosh. And then um, the principal shut me down. <laughs> That's so. amazing. And Philip, my husband, did a very similar thing. He was hand sewing beanie babies, like his own kind of <laughs> little designs out of his locker and selling them. Oh my gosh. Isn't that funny? Yes. And so then, what? Do, how did you expand on that? What was. Well, it was just kind of like always like, I just always thought it was fun. So then I had all these kind of, you know fake flop businesses like in college my friend and I started a cleaning service and then we started like all these different things I um started like designing these jewelry boards that like I would like like because I was always like I know no I don't know where to put all my jewelry so I designed these boards that like that your bracelets would hang and then your necklaces and short ones long ones and then you could hang it in your closet and I'd hand paint them and blah 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 and then I'd go to these craft fairs to sell them but the problem was that people would walk by and they'd be like oh those are so cool 
I'm gonna go home and make one of those. And I was like, hey, but that wasn't your idea. And so what it was, it was something that was too replicatable by, you know, yes, someone. So anyways, it was just an interesting learning experience for me. And just even that, I always wanted to make things and sell them was just kind of my. Yeah, so you had a good entrepreneurial spirit from yeah. the time you were little. Maybe. Like you were gonna, did you always, did you know that you were gonna be your own boss? Well, <laughs> with my personality, I can't, I can't, I don't know that I do well as an employee because I always love to think of the ways to fix everything. And I don't know that every boss always wants to hear that, right? Ah. Or should I always share those things? Mm -hmm. So in my experience, like with, I was a teacher before, and if I see something that I'm like, oh, we could make this better, mm -hmm. it's really hard for me to keep that inside. <laughs> Right? And I know that not everybody wants to hear that. So yeah. maybe it was destined to be. <laughs> what? Uh, I'm curious. What was your first job? Oh, my first job. Like a job that you got paid for. Yeah. My very first job was mm -hmm. a waitress. I was 15, maybe 14. Mm -hmm. That's a hard uh, job. Oh, I love it. For your first job. I could be a lifetime waitress. You could? I love it. I love talking to people all day long. I love just shooting the breeze and making people feel happy. Yeah. I love waitressing. So I did that probably from 15 until 22, mm. like off and on throughout college and stuff. But yeah, loved it. I waited tables for the first time in New York at pre-theater. Mm. Talk about being thrown into the fire. But you're so outgoing. I feel of like cappuccino hell. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, there's pros and cons. Right? At like 7.20, everyone in the restaurant wanted a decaf, half-calf, oh. <laughs> double foam cappuccino. I mean, I would go home and have nightmares. Oh, and you forgot there's sugar in your dreams, right? Oh. In my dreams, I'm like, oh, no, I forgot the lady's salad yes. dressing. Yes. <laughs> I had nightmares. And I thought to myself, this is not even my career. Right. I'm having nightmares about right. this place. But I will say one thing, that waiting on tables, I feel like everyone at some point should have to do it because Absolutely. you learn so much and you really learn how to let things roll off your back because people are very rude sometimes. Yeah. Most people are very nice. I always try to remember 90% of people are extremely friendly and nice but then you have that person who doesn't realize maybe how they're treating you but of it helped course. me really get a tough skin yes. to say like you know people aren't always aware of how they're treating me right, or others mm -hmm. and they're also not aware of you know, just maybe the way the world works, you know? But then also it was good to reflect on, most people are not that way. A small portion of the world is that way and the majority is not. Because I think we can, in life, get hung up on the on the, the rare experience that brings you down. Of course. Opposed to, you know, choosing optimism and saying like, most of life is good. I say that all the time right? in class when I'm teaching yoga and when I'm life coaching, I'm always saying to people, look for what's right. Mm. Right? Not for what's wrong. There's honestly so many states. So have you heard of the book Happiness Advantage? Yes. Oh my gosh, it's rocking my world right now. Mm -hmm. But it's that whole thing. Look for what's right because we all have great opportunities coming our way. Yeah. And But some people have fully trained their brain not to see them. They have fully trained their brain to look at every opportunity that comes their way as as they're gonna name the 20 reasons why it wouldn't work. Yes. Whereas someone who's an optimist is gonna Look walk in and they're gonna be like, it mm -hmm. could work. Yeah. What if we try it from this angle? This yeah. might work. And then also when it doesn't work, they're like, oh, let's just reroute. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah, there's always a rainbow. There's you just always have to a find rainbow. find it. I think the one other thing I learned in waiting tables, which helps me today, is when you are really kind. Yes. People start to kind of turn. Say that, that is good. Can, and they can, be kind because 
as rude as people would be yes. to me, I would yes. try harder yes. to be kinder. That so is it really, so true. It really developed yes. that mm-hmm. when I was young. Because that's a skill. So interesting. If you come at somebody, if somebody's, if okay, if my perception of someone is they're rude, and if I come at them and I'm sarcastic or I'm just a little coy back, they're going to get more rude. Exactly. And then if you come at them friendly, mm-hmm. friendly, friendly, and just kind of mm-hmm. let it roll off and just assume the best about them, assume they didn't mean to come off that way. Generally, you're right. Yeah. They turn around. Yeah. And then next thing you know, they're your buddy. Yeah. And it's it, you you have the power of steering, steering the the relationship. I'm glad we <laughs> see this. See, it's I real. don't. I don't know if you even need a life coach, Jackie. Um, I think you've got it going. <laughs> um, has that ever happened in your in the fount world? Oh yeah. Do you? Are you the manager of the people who are working, or do you have someone who kind of handles the management? Well, okay. So there's a few different levels because our business is interesting. Because so we from start to finish we make the product. Like, so we import all of the okay. leather from Venice. So and that then, is done here in Cleveland. Yeah. Correct? Right around the now, corner. Now, and you just shared with me, you, you've got a new place. Yes, yes. Where's that going to be? Are you allowed to say? Yeah, I could say it's at Tyler Village. Okay. Which Where's is where that? the Cleveland Flea is. Have okay. Have the Cleveland yes. Flea? So we're right upstairs, which is amazing because we do all the Cleveland Fleas. And mm-hmm. so we'll just roll our little cart out. And yeah. Stuff. And then also on Flea Days, we'll probably have tours where you can come check out where we make everything. <gasps> Yes, How big really is that can, space? It's it's exciting. It's big. It's way bigger than our current space. It's 22,000 square feet. Wow. And our current space is like less than seven. And how many people do you have like physically cutting and needling your <laughs> products? Yeah. So um, our team is 52 people total. Um, but that that includes girls at the store in Cleveland and girls at the store in Columbus. Um, and then at the studio, I think that we're probably about 42 of us, mm-hmm. which is so exciting because it all started in our apartment, just Philip and I. You're kidding. No, on Belfield Avenue, and that's why our bag is called the Belfield Tote. Is that, where is that? In Cleveland, Cleveland Heights. Heights. Do you know where Nighttown is? Yes. It's like right up the hill. Yes. Yeah. So. Okay, so how, what was the um, onset? So you said about you had made a bag. Yeah. And then was it instantly like, we're just going to make more bags and keep selling. Did you well, did you love it and we're like, this is it? Was it a light bulb like, oh my gosh? No, no, definitely not. It was totally organic and crazy that it even worked out. Like one of those things, we could have looked at it from every angle and said this isn't going to work because at the beginning, the bags would take us like over 13 hours to make one tote. And then we were only charging, I think, like less than $200. And we had like over $100 in materials. And then like the cost of like market it and sell it and all yeah. of those different things. It was really, really crazy. <laughs> so anyways, but we could have looked at that and said, oh, there's just no way it will work. But we studied the arts, the art of leather making. And we found different machines to make us more efficient, found better leather and all these things. Like at the beginning, we were hand hammering 510 holes per bag. But we were just prototyping bags and figuring out the design. Yeah. 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 But to answer your question, so the first Cleveland Flea is where we started selling the bags. So I had made one for my best friend for Christmas. Her mother-in-law bought it for her for Christmas. Mm-hmm. And then we're like, well, let's try to like make another bag that's like every woman's dream bag. My personal bag issue is that every bag I've ever had, the straps break. Mm-hmm. Like they're just broken in six months. Yeah. And so then it ends up going in a landfill. And even like really nice brands, which 
at that time I had never bought like a Burberry or something like that, but they don't have a guarantee on their straps or anything. So right. we wanted to have a guarantee on the straps. And then we also wanted not to have any lining because the lining's the second thing to deteriorate. Lining like any cloth or um, acetate or anything, it's going to deteriorate, get dirty, get gross, yeah. and then rip eventually. Yeah. So that's usually the second thing that deteriorates. So we chose to do leather on leather and then really, really durable straps. So um, at that first Cleveland Flea, we made seven of them. And we couldn't believe it, but they all sold. Ah. It was so awesome. We were like, oh my gosh, this is amazing. Um, so then we made more for the next month. And at that time, it's interesting. Like, I've learned so much about myself and customers and working with people and listening to people with our employees and our team, um, but also like with our customers because, so the bag that I carried in is Which very large, I'm right? obsessed with. Thank you, mm -hmm. um, but very large. Mm -hmm. And so most of our customers would say, I love this bag, but you yeah. know, it's just too big. And I was like, at first I was like, oh, what do you mean it's too big? I think it's perfect. It's exactly yeah. how I want yeah. my bag. Don't you want your bag just like yes. I want my bag? Yes. Was like, at first I took it like more personal that they didn't like our design. And then I was like, wait, they're asking for a smaller bag. Why don't I just give them a smaller bag? So Philip and I then came out with the next size down, which was the classic. So it's like six inches shorter, mm -hmm. four inches shorter, mm -hmm. I don't know. And then people would still say like, oh, like, so then we started selling them like crazy. And then people would say, oh, I still want it smaller. And so we're like, really? And then that became our second best seller. So the two things that people asked us to make, they said, mm -hmm. like, can you make it smaller? And when we listened to them, those are our number one sellers. Wow. Like by far. So you have just ri ridden a wave. It's it's just like have your, your passion has just kept you moving forward. Yeah. Do I, you feel like there was ever a moment, Jackie, that there was like a real breakdown and it was like, oh, are we going to keep going? Oh. Are we going to push through? Or I would say like or, hundreds, <laughs> hundreds really? of breakdowns. Well, there's just I things. mean, I like to say yeah. they're all a breakthrough. Yeah. Oh, I love that. Because it's not really a breakdown. If you get through it, you're mm. like, okay, what did oh, I learn? And we're going to keep. And you learned a lesson. Yeah. Yeah, that's interesting. So in that happiness advantage, there's a big chunk of it that talks about like celebrating your failures. Um, and it's very cool to think because they teach you something, right? So one of uh, one of the hardest things that we ever went through at the beginning of our business we the hardest thing was to get people aware that we were making these bags and sell them so we were selling at the Cleveland Flea and then maybe like four months in a major magazine reached out and they said will you can we do a feature on how you? did can, they find you um I think on Instagram okay yeah and at that time we only had like a thousand followers yeah and like I was styling all my girlfriends and my husband was taking the photos so it was very very like organic and mm -hmm. um kind of like grassroots situation but so they found us and they asked could we do an article on you so they did this full spread in country living magazine and i guess they have the second biggest readership i think to oprah um which we wow. didn't know that when they reached out and so they had our picture and they had our bags and they did such a great job with the article it was so awesome and we started getting hundreds of orders <gasps> rolling in so we instantly were like oh i guess we should quit our day jobs so then we hired some people we then had enough money in the bank account from those orders to buy this clicker press that would help us take the time on producing the bags like way down so that we could click out the straps and not have to hand hammer and dot 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 dot, dot. so we started making all these bags hundreds of bags and we're so excited but then that next february after those orders all went out because that was in October guess how many bags we sold in February I always like to tell this to people because it's very humbling like, like like don't say like 10 one whoa yes is that not terrifying whoa. when you have nine people on payroll oh. so we panicked right but that could have been 
Well, that was fun. That was fun. Yeah. High, high it was five, a good guys. hobby. It was a good run. Yeah. That was a good hobby. And then we close up shop and sell the clicker press on eBay, right? Yeah. And that could have been the end of the book. But we tried to come up with a solution and we didn't have kids yet. So Philip and I said, you know, we sold it to Cleveland Flea and that was great for getting our name out. Let's see what other kind of markets are all around the country. So then we started going to 52 shows a year. Like so, a, like flea type. Like flea type mm -hmm. shows, like around the country in Atlanta, Chicago, all these hip neighborhoods um, where people want to buy made local or yes. just made ethically in the USA. So we hit the road and we'd sew all week long with our team and then pack up on a Thursday night, go sell, come back Sunday night and then do it again and again and again and again for until um, we had our baby and then he, I'd take him on my back and then go sh sell at shows until I, I prayed to God. I was like, God, I can't do this anymore. Yeah. And literally he answered that prayer because he sent us an email through Magical Elves that they asked us to be on LeBron James show. And oh my gosh. It was honestly, yes. I, I prayed. I was like, God, I just cannot travel around the country selling yeah. these bags. It feels like there is no, this is not sustainable, right? Yeah. yeah. But in the midst of that, there was another huge huge um wall we hit against was you know we didn't we grew organically we didn't have any investors so have you heard of trade shows yeah okay so I, all these smart businessmen were telling us you know you got to wholesale your bags you got to get them in nordstrom you got to get them in department mm -hmm. stores right and that sounds great mm -hmm. right get them in boutiques get them in department stores and we're like yeah let's get them in boutiques and department stores like we should do that but what a lot of people don't know is when you work with a retailer, they more than double the price of your bag. So our $300 bag would in their store, like they'd only give us $150. Mm -hmm. So we'd be in the hole on that. Yeah. Right? So we were like, okay. We, took, we talked to all these businessmen and like advisors and people who kind of like had tips for us. And we doubled our pricing. So like our tote that was around $300 jumped up to $600. Ouch. Right? We went to the trade show. Um, all the big names are there. You know, the department stores, anthropology, like tons of boutiques, like great, great names. And a ton of people came to our booth and said, oh, my gosh, what are these bags? We've never seen these. And it was so exciting. And then they'd see the price and say, oh, it's just too high. But, like, to make a bag in the USA, that's what it costs if you want to have it in a boutique. Yeah. So for us to compete with you know bags that are made in China or India or other places um, with really low labor costs, we have to just be direct to consumer sure. and sell them on our website and through our stores. Yeah. So, but if we hadn't gone to that trade show, I and by the way, we lost like over 18 grand because of the cost that it is to be in the show, printed materials that we ended up just wasting and um, hotels and everything. It ended up being a total of 18 grand to be in the show. So there's been a lot of yeah frustration well, for sure yeah it's I just mean, like it most businesses be. growth right there's been a lot of it's, it's, challenges yeah and you you fall down and you pick yourself up and I think it was like that definitely could have been a like oh well that was a fun hobby mm -hmm. because how are we ever going to get these out to the world but we were then able to say and I can very confidently today say that we can't be in department stores so like when those opportunities when people say hey you can, know we, the can we carry your bags we just yeah. say no the margin doesn't work right because we want to continue to make it here in the u.s sure yeah so it's like i almost view it as if we didn't do that i would always wonder you know if we oh, didn't yeah, go yeah. to the trade show i'd always Absolutely. wonder but now i can really clearly yeah. say hey we tried and it yeah. just didn't work yeah so. and then um you have your store is incredibly beautiful oh thank as you as far as uh, a Cleveland-based 
I mean, if, if you haven't gone, you have to go. Where is the location? Um, so 6706 Detroit. It's in Gordon Square. It's absolutely stunning. Thank you. I Thank mean, you. did you design the whole thing? No, I can't take all the credit. So, But it was like myself and Jade, our vice president, she and I like love that stuff. So we just kind of, so we were on a shoestring budget, right? Mm-hmm. Um, Cleveland Hustles, part of the show was that we had to have a storefront. If you were one of the winners by the end of the show, you had to open a storefront. And we, again, chose not to work with an investor. So we were on this shoestring budget. And we're everybody says now that retail is dying. Everything's yeah. going online. So we thought for sure, this is like, this is it. This is when we go bankrupt. Well, again, <laughs> that was fun. Let's just chalk it up. They, we have to yes. do this to be on the show. So we're like, okay, we're going to get all this national press. It's on CNBC. This is going to be great. Let's Let's just do it for the the TV aspect. Yeah. And then if we have to close the show in, or the store in six months, it is what it is. Um, so the neighborhood was great. They gave us a really short lease. They understood that we were really scared. Um, our house furniture, I want to shout them out, they donated every piece of furniture in the store. Oh, we reached amazing. out to them. We had a relationship with them just from different projects we had collaborated on. And they said, I, I called to see if they had any scratch and dents we could get. And he's like, oh, no, we'll just give it to you. Pick whatever you want. That's amazing. Yeah. And I think that's something that people don't do enough is, I'm trying to teach my kids this, is you have to ask. You do have to ask. For for really anything, because you can't assume the answer is no. And that, and we under, uh, we underestimate, I feel, the generosity of the human spirit. So that's really awesome. That's like a perfect example. You have to ask. You have to ask. And, Mm -hmm. And then just be willing to like leave your ask open maybe for people to have room for a comfortable no. Yeah. But just like to even say like, hey, like, you know, do you have any scratch and dents? I had no, I we expected to pay for, you know, their like, like what's your scratch and dent situation look like? I didn't expect free furniture. Yeah. Didn't ask for that. They just offered it. It was incredible. Yeah. And so even just like opening that door, like, hey, like we love working with you guys and you've been amazing and generous on so many levels. like. It just, I can't say enough good things about them. But anyway, yeah, you have to ask. I have a little goodie with me. Yeah? Yeah. Uh-oh. I was just in your store. <laughs> I recognize that bag. <laughs> one of my girlfriends told me that this was going on. Wow. And I love this color. Okay. Yes. So for people who are not seeing us. Um, Should we hold it up? It's it's this beautiful, it's <laughs> called pomegranate, correct? Pomegranate. It's this pomegranate. Ba- oh, For I like Valentine's that. <laughs> oh, and I love Valentine's Day. So I got myself this. Um, tell me, what what is this one called again? The Finley Clutch. The Finley Clutch. Uh-huh. So I just think it's marvelous. And the color is really Thanks. what got me. So what I didn't know is this is a special limited edition. Yeah. So how often do you do these? So we typically do, and this is something we've done since the beginning of super fun we do at christmas we do a holiday color and at valentine's day we do a holiday color okay good to know oh and then in the spring we just started last year partnering with drink local drink tap and we do blue ones and then when we do the blue one 100 percent of proceeds goes to keeping like Erie clean mm-hmm. and digging wells in africa for awesome. clean water so 100 what's the color blue like mm, like a navy we usually we oh, go nice. with a navy yeah so this year it's going to be a new buck suede okay and it's like a really beautiful so people could get this or something like this on your website as well yeah, which totally. is fount, fount leather yeah fountleather.com yeah it's very accessible 
and good Aww. stuff. Um, how, when did you open Columbus? Okay, so that's an interesting story too to another roadblock. Um, we opened it six months after Cleveland because Cleveland was doing, we couldn't believe how well Cleveland was doing it. We call it our little engine that could because it's a tiny store, Yeah, but it's just like, People love coming in to pick their bag out in person. Yeah. And we just didn't see that coming, mm -hmm. you know. Um, so it, Cleveland had been amazing. And everyone had, again, we took everyone's advice because, you, you know, you have to do that, right? Yeah. So everyone said, you know, Cleveland's doing so well. Can you imagine how well this would do in Columbus where they have such a young demographic and so many young professionals and their downtown is just bumping with the short north. And so we were like, yeah, we should try that out. And I have so many girlfriends there. So we tried out Columbus and our rent is really expensive there. It's um, more than five times what we pay in Gordon Square. Mm. And yeah, <laughs> but we're in the short north. It's so beautiful. We're like right by the Joseph and a little bit down from Brassica and Jenny's. And we love our neighborhood. But what we didn't realize was um, that we hadn't done the hard work in Columbus yet. You know what I mean? Like we were here in Cleveland, popping mm, everyone up. Everyone knew about you. Well, I don't know about that, but thank you. Um, but we were popping up everywhere. We were popping at the Flea, at Tremont, at Lakewood, at, you know, if somebody asked me to pop up in their driveway, like a lemonade stand, I'd be like, yeah, what time? I'll be there. I'm not kidding you. I was popping up everywhere. And we hadn't done that hard work in Columbus. Yeah. Like we hadn't really gotten our name out there. And so we just opened the store and expected the same Flow. flow as our Cleveland store and it didn't happen mm -hmm. and it was really scary for us because we're like whoa wait a minute if you build it they will come where yeah. are they yeah and um, luckily I have so many great girlfriends down there that have spread the word and then they've told their friends and those ladies have told their friends and so on and so forth and there's a lot of people who travel through Columbus in the short north so it is picking up like every year is um, doing better and better than the one before but we're going on two years there and it was really hard at the beginning so we've had to like be really creative with our marketing down there and we're constantly working with uh, we have an amazing store manager we're working with her on just coming up with um fresh ideas all the time to just let people know that we're there yeah you know because we have little babies we have a three-year-old and a one-year-old and so packing up Wait, and doing a girl shows and now. a boy or actually boy 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 and you're a boy boy right no i girl have girl girl boy girl girl boy yeah yeah i'm i'm really blessed what are their names we've got scout and clive cute <laughs> what are yours oh i have a lily and a bella and a kyle oh sweet i love 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 the name bella so it's funny because Italian? she's um no but everyone asks me that um i think it's the dark and the hair yeah you <laughs> the dark Italian. hair yeah. um isabella is hair. her name and it's funny because she's 20 right bell not 21 yet 20 i don't believe that, um, don't believe that. You so, look so young when when we named her that it was like by the time she knew, she was maybe a preteen and the movie twilight came out and oh, bella yes. was the Everything. Yeah. So because when she was growing the up, age, there wasn't right? like this whole Bella, you know, and it became her nickname. There were no Bellas. And so then it was like, wow, that's a really cool name. Oh. You know, suddenly <laughs> it was like Bella from Twilight. Yes. But those are really cool creative names. How, how is that balance for you? Did they come to work? Is your <laughs> studio, do your studio, do you have like... I had to take like a in? deep breath when you asked the question. I'm like, it, it, so yes. Um, when but Scout, three in one, that's a lot. Yeah. So when Scout was born, mm -hmm. he's our older one. And so we, the business was like, I guess, less than two years old then. Is that right? And so he would come to work every day 
and he had a little crib in the office and I, I had one of those awesome rockers that like puts babies to sleep mm-hmm. oh my gosh it was the best so I had one of those in the office that my friend had given me and it was amazing so he would sleep in there and I'd go sew and then when he'd wake up he'd play in the pack and play and then I have pictures with him on my back and one of those backpack things and I'm on the clicker press OSHA probably would not approve of that <laughs> like clicking up with like 15 tons of pressure and there's like a baby on my oh back oh my god! but there it was um it was what we had to do yeah you know he yeah. came to work every day because I nursed him and so he was with me every day and there I just didn't really have a childcare option we were honestly like so strapped for cash at that time and so he came to work every day until he was I think it was around six months old that he was like over it <laughs> yeah. he was like starting to want to crawl yeah and he'd cry if he was in the pack and play just like stand he would go up to the edge and just stand and watch us sew and just like sit and so stare cute. at us Did, have you started to see any of the same um interest in him oh i don't like, know right he now he's he loves to every he could build racetracks all day that's like his thing he's really into race cars so it's like anything. my son oh yeah big he car just, guy oh yeah mm-hmm. still or? yeah oh yeah oh he yeah could do, he could talk about cars he got me for my birthday was like a week and a half ago two weeks uh something like that and he got me a um a matchbox car it's like a, <laughs> it's a truck with like a little ramp that goes like puts it up with, mm-hmm. a, um, with a Porsche mm-hmm. and he gave it to me for my birthday and he was so pumped to give it to me and then when he was leaving for school he's like but mom can I borrow that mm-hmm. <laughs> I was dying that's the cutest yeah he's really sweet my son had one of those matchbox it rolls around the suitcase, suitcase. Yes, he has and they that. have all their best cars in oh yeah so they can take it places yes. and show people that's everything you know, that I love it. that's why boys are so they're so it's not girls well, not my girls. Well, they have the suitcase with Barbies in it, yes, right? Yes, the yeah. Barbie oh, yeah. clothes. But I'm sure you can relate. Yes. Like, do you, you would love that. Like, oh, oh let's play Barbies. Oh, I'd I love don't to think, play Barbies in so right? close. Yeah. I mean, my son never wanted to play Barbies. No. Well, we did sew a shirt for his gecko. He wanted a shirt on, a oh, racing shirt cool. for his gecko. That's cool. <laughs> but anyway, how, yeah. How so, does that go um, between you and your husband as far as the balance? Like, do are you working together most days in in yeah. your studio? Yeah, but we and then do when you go home, do you like point. head to opposite, well, or you just keep collaborating? I'm not gonna lie, everything. it feels like right now we're just trying to stay above water. We're like, <gasps> yeah, and that's like maybe where the life coach comes comes in to play is I need to figure out balance because one thing like it is so it, it was hard before we had kids had kids, um, but once you have kids, it's like you feel like you're drowning like you're like if i'm at work you know and i've got you know when most people when you go to work it's like you know a nine to five situation or Mm -hmm. eight to four whatever it is and then you leave it and you close the door and you don't have to worry about it till tomorrow morning typically but all night long i'm getting emails and texts and checking on this and putting it on my wonder list and like it's very hard for me personally to shut it off and then my husband too because we're like oh we have to update that thing on the website and we have to, because Philip does all the web stuff and you know, different things because we started by, you know, we were wearing all of the hats and so now we can take some of those delegate. hats off who and does delegate. What, yeah, who but, likes what better, Right. essentially. Yeah, but even delegate to our employees because they're amazing. But we also want to be really respectful of our employees' time, like once they are done for the day, that they get to be home with their families yeah. or friends. Yeah. But we don't have that same balance for ourselves. You know, and yes. so that's where yes. my biggest <laughs> growth area is. is yeah. that I hold myself to a different standard than I hold other people to. And my husband. Like, we exactly. both are kind of workaholics, yeah. if you want me to be honest. Yes. 
and it's something that we're working on yeah. because when we get home I've made a pact to like not have my phone out in front of the kids so like I'm not allowed to text about work email about work anything I'll get over 170 texts a day just about work stuff you wow. know where it's just like someone's checking on this thing checking on that thing oh did you email this person and you're like oh we have this interview and da 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 you know so when I get home, it's like, okay, I just stick it on the counter. Mm -hmm. And then when I put the kids to bed at 7.30, mm -hmm. then I can go through all that. But I need to also say, now's my time to spend time with my husband or doing laundry or just like enjoying Absolutely. our home. Yeah. Yeah. Whereas when I put the kids to bed, I'm like, oh, let me do these 35 tasks I need to do. Yeah. And next thing I know, it's 10 o'clock. Yeah. And if I want to go to yoga at 6 a.m. and then like didn't spend time with my husband, we're just... We've been grinding at yeah. this business for four and a half years, and it's like almost like we're at a place where we could find that balance. Like it almost like it needed so much attention at the beginning. Yeah. But we can't keep going like this forever. No. So we're trying to find that. Yeah. And I agree with you. Yeah. It, 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 you have to plan it. You have to yeah. schedule it. Schedule it. You know what you need, Jackie? You need to come on my yoga retreat. Okay. Um, <laughs> it's going that. to be in Italy. What? That's a plus, That's right? My motherland. Next you September. Know no, next September. Our is from there. It is. Yes, I could just stay and go visit the tannery. <gasps> oh, never we're going to yet. Tuscany. Oh. Um, you can find all this information Wait, at AnnRichardsInspires.com. It's called Vino and Vinyasa. Come on. It's mid-September, and it's we're going to Tuscany for a week, and it's all done. You can literally get on the plane, and you don't have to think about one more thing. Mm. We're combining wine and food and yoga, staying at a villa. It's going to be luxurious. So you should probably put that on your calendar. <laughs> so this is great. There's actually a leather show in September. No way. I think it's Linnea Pele. It's this big leather show where you can go see machines and leather. So maybe I'll see if I can. Oh, my <laughs> gosh. Can, how fun would that be? It's going to be magnificent. And are I you just, teaching the yoga? Yeah. Oh, yeah. how fun. I'm leading it. And the other thing is, is you know, you get me for a week. Yeah. So, you, so the... the the negative self-talk and the you know old stories all of that I say to people by the end of the week you're gonna be ready to like move a mountain okay <laughs> because I'm you're ready. with me yeah let's do it um so I like to ask people a few fun little tidbits can you remember the last time you were out dancing oh yes I go to Zumba on Saturday mornings <laughs> my friend teaches Jamaican Zumba that's fun oh my gosh because I need to dance Yes. At least once a week. Okay. And it is because I really believe in that. Oh, it's amazing. And my my yoga class is tonight. kind of like a dance. Oh, is You're it? You're going out dancing tonight? Well, our church is having like, they have ladies night sometimes. And so it's like we're having Galentines. That's so And cute. then afterward, we always have a huge dance party. So there's going to be like 150 women. Yeah. Just tearing it up. Isn't it the best? So fun. It's like I, I say all the time the in class, I say, you can't dance and be unhappy. You cannot. That's it's, why I love it. Ah! That's you so can't true. dance and be unhappy. And, and I used to say, unless you were much. slow dancing back in like high school, oh, maybe yeah, you were really yeah, unhappy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's, that's true. <laughs> you that's just true. Pretended. I remember some painful dances. Yes. <laughs> yes. But that's um, true. And you also can't think that much. I like that about yoga too. Yeah. When I go to yoga, I just need, well, I, sometimes I can't shut my brain off, but I try so hard to just be like, this is my time to just not think about anything it's great if you can get just there just meditate and just that like, is yeah it's a it's a beautiful state it's the goal <laughs> it's so important um do you cook not okay debatable what's well, your favorite food okay so we definitely cook like we try we actually end up eating like 
all all meals at home just because it's so hard to go out with kids. Yeah. So we eat at home like 99% of the time. I make my two specialty meals I make and take to things are I do like a a sweet potato kale curry. Ooh. It's really fun. That sounds delicious. I'll make it for you one time. And then I my other that. thing, in the, so I take that to stuff in the winter. Okay. And then in the summer, I take beet salad mm-hmm. with um, kale. Perfect. And it's like. And so healthy. It's fun. Do you have a place you love to go in Cleveland? Everywhere. I'm obsessed with Cleveland. Yeah. <laughs> but where do I love to, you mean like to eat? Yeah. Or to, where do I love, I love, love, love Edgewater Park. My kids love playing at the beach. So I'm just so thankful that the metro parks have done so much it's amazing right you know you how you see these old pictures of like our grandparents era or oh yeah and and there the beaches are just covered in people and everyone was swimming so i'm just so thankful for everything that the city is doing now Mm -hmm. to make it clean again Mm -hmm. Um, have you heard about the dome tunnel they're like putting in these tunnels underground to help with the water le- elevation. I have like when heard all of the this water runoff because happens. I feel like someone told me they're working on this project. Yeah, till 2021, but it's supposed to help um, cleanse Lake Erie. I don't know a lot about it, but I'm just so grateful that we have beaches here. Yeah, it's just a cool thing that not oh, a lot the of water. cities have. It's so oh, important. It's and important. when people, when I lived in New York, and I, the, people first of all always thought Cleveland. They would say, "Do you have cows?" <laughs> For real. <laughs> And then they would say, I would say, well, we're on a lake. It's really beautiful. And and then when anyone would come visit me, they'd be like, this is like an ocean. You don't see the end of it. Like they thought it was a lake. Like we're living on this little lake. And I would try to explain people like this. That's what's really cool about Cleveland is the water. And I'm not, I haven't been to Columbus a lot, so I'm not as familiar. It sounds like such a great city. Oh, it's so fun. And so young. It's got great energy. I just, I know I miss the water. It's also like friendly like Cleveland. Yeah. You know, it's got that same friendliness. Yeah. Midwestern. Yeah, it's that Midwestern. Like I lived in New York for a while and I love elements of New York, but like, daily I'd get asked like you're not from here are you because you're so nice well I just love to talk like if I'm sitting next to somebody on the train you're going to start a conversation and I'm like not trying to ask you over for a dinner but I'm at least if my butt's going to touch your butt I'm going to say hi oh, first. Oh, that's nice. You know, I, I just, like that. Like, I'm going to sit, because you have to sit, like, on top of each yeah. other practically. Mm-hmm. So I might just give a friendly, oh, good morning, how's your day? Yeah. But I'm not trying to, like, get your number. <laughs> it's like. Right? So I think that was the thing that was tricky in New York was, like, people were afraid just to say hi. Uh-huh. You know, they didn't know what was going to happen next. Right. They almost were afraid of yeah. me. Like, yeah. Why is she so friendly? Yeah. Yeah. Would you, um, Jackie, share with our audience if what would you what advice would you give to say a young girl um or guy who might be in college or who's graduated about especially if they're in a creative field is there anything that you would say this is a must do oh I would say the must do is stay positive and try things that are scary our pastor says this one thing he says you know everybody wants to be on the mountaintop Right? Like you hear of like being on the mountaintop. But when you really think about a mountaintop, that's a very small part of of the climb. Mm -hmm. Right? It's a very small part of the journey is being on top. Right? And then also when you think about where all the greenery is, right? Like think about where all the the lushness of the forest. It's not on the mountaintop. That's all in the valley. So all the growth happens when you're in the valley. So it's like we're all like, you know, we always want to be at the top and get to our goal. But... It's, you know, that growth that's 99% of the journey. Yeah. And it's also like where all the greenery is happening, you know, yeah. it's like through the hard stuff. So that's one thing. But then another thing 
Um, I just heard recently in this book I read, or I was listening, maybe it was on a podcast, Rachel Hollis. Yeah. And her, yeah. she did um, Girl, Wash Your Face. Yes. But she said this thing that really shook me. It like, it really shook me because I'm bad at this apparently. <laughs> but she said, celebrate when you reach a goal. And I'm the worst mm-hmm. at that. Like, if I have had a goal for years, like, for years, like, let's say my goal was to, you know, get um, a certain number of Instagram followers on our business account yeah. or something like that. And then I'd hit the goal and be like, okay, on to the next thing. Yes. I have to go sign those yes. papers to do this. And I have to meet with so-and-so and not even give that moment just like a moment of like, hey, can we get a hurrah? We all just worked so hard at this goal and we just did it. Or like when you, something big, like your yoga retreat, you know, like when that thing sells out and that's like a goal of yours to just be like, hey, can we just get a like a hand oh, yeah. clap and just like have a moment yeah. to celebrate it? And you don't always have to have a glass of champagne or do it. But even when you do have those big milestones you mm-hmm. hit, have that glass of champagne, go to dinner, yeah. like celebrate that moment, like in some things need just a little moment of acknowledgement that like hey guys we were working really hard at this and our group our team we did this i i say it's like i have a dance of joy yeah i really do now and it's just like around my kitchen happy dance happy dance i really i really say prayers of thank you i am so in that moment you have to appreciate it and value it it's so huge but it's taken me a long time to to do that it's it's been a long time coming well and it's hard to even in the moment recognize because our society is just going so fast and we're on to the next thing and on to the next thing you don't want to leave anybody waiting and you don't want to neglect this thing you're supposed to do but it's like almost just celebrating those victories has like I just started a couple weeks ago like really like trying to acknowledge that it's just felt so sweet and made it feel like like giving it almost like like giving God the praise to say like oh this thing happened that you were working at and praying for acknowledging it but then also just being like having that moment of joy, like you said, a joy dance. You know, just like so letting yourself have that yeah. moment of like, whoa. What is next for Fount? Mm. Do you see another storefront <laughs> or do you see another? I'm laughing Are just we because... moving beyond, I mean, you have other things beyond bags, but is there another frontier that you're ready to move yeah, into? Yeah, 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 yeah. So I think what's next is our big thing right now is that we're moving into this space that's triple the size. And we really want to focus on employee happiness because our employees have been so patient with us and we have a pretty grungy studio right now. It doesn't have a proper sink to wash our dishes. Like it doesn't have a garbage disposal. It doesn't have air conditioning. So right. we've had these like kind of makeshift air conditioners and fan situations and it's just been tight. and. We have seven people in our office. It's just, it's been tight. And everybody's been so gracious and patient about it. So we're trying to give them like the dream space. So it's gonna have tons of space. We're gonna have a gym to work out if you wanna work out on your lunch or before or after work. Um, We're gonna have like a fount pantry with full of snacks for everybody. Um, And then we're gonna have happy hour once a month where like we bring in local food and drinks. Um, We're gonna do all these fun things. Yeah. Just like to really make this year the year of um, uplifting our team and making a really comfy space for us and has Mm -hmm. lounges and we're gonna have ping pong and foosball and just all this kind of fun stuff to make it like a place that we love to go to every day and I think our current studio is that way we love it yeah but it's definitely got some rough edges you know there's like kind of self-care yeah taking care of everyone like we're family yeah so that's one goal and then our next goal is to really grow online Mm -hmm. um it 
the stores have been just more challenging as far as like getting inventory to a different city. We didn't realize how hard that is. And um, just also like, like I said, like we've invested so much time and love into um, the marketing in Columbus and we didn't realize how um, how much time that would also take too. Yeah. So an interesting thing, we're kind of studying other businesses who are similar to ours. It, they're called direct to consumer businesses as well, like Warby Parker yeah. or um, like different ones like that. But specifically them, they were really wise about their growth and what they did was that they really grew their online presence and really became a, like everyone knows who, oh, <laughs> she's got a Warby Parker box right here. They're amazing, right? It's a great company. <laughs> it's a really great company. Oh, they look amazing on you. Yes, I know my daughter says I look better with glasses. <laughs> oh, no, I think you look amazing both ways, but they are a fun statement. I love them. Um, but so they are so, oh, that's so cute. Nice yeah. to see you, so cute. Yeah. But they're just so smart to have grown their presence online before they started opening retail stores because then when they open, they already have a fan base in that city. Yeah. So our online presence is still quite small. We don't have a huge um, Instagram following compared to a company like Warby Parker and they just last year started opening their brick and mortar stores. Okay. Maybe two years now. But so just taking cues from a smart business like them to say like, okay, we might be wise to really develop ourselves online before we open more stores. But eventually we do want to have a store, a brick and mortar in the major cities around the country, like New York, Atlanta, Chicago, yeah. LA. Oh yeah. You know, I think that would be marvelous. Oh, just so fun too. Yeah. yeah. You can do it. I'll, thank you. I um, appreciate that. And on Instagram, you are where? What's the name? Fount, Fount yeah. Leather? Fount Leather. On yes. Instagram? Actually, no, we're just Fount now. Fount. Yeah. On Instagram. And then do you have a um, Facebook Yep, presence? same. Fount. Fount. Mm -hmm. So go check that stuff out. I mean, check out those sites. The products are absolutely beautiful. And Thank if you, you can get to Jackie's store, you will be so proud that this beautiful store exists in Cleveland. It's really remarkable. Thank you. I thank you for sharing your story. Oh, it's, thanks for having it's me. It's so fun. You're and fun. cool. <laughs> and I'm, I'm thrilled. And we'll just keep everyone posted on what's happening with you. Okay. I thank you I so much, I hope I can Jackie. come to the retreat. I, know, I think you need to come. <laughs> I talked to my husband tonight. I love it. Thank you. Thank you for listening. Thank you.